0: In the Saddle with Sheriff Richard K. Jones. How's everybody doing today? I'm Rick Jones, the Butler County Sheriff in Butler County, Ohio. We're gonna be trying our first webcast, and it's gonna be titled In the Saddle. And what we're gonna do, it's it's you got to keep up with the times. So we're gonna have guests, and we're gonna be having A different episode, maybe every couple weeks. We're going to have interesting guests and topics. We're going to be talking about the border today, but also we're going to be talking about in future, we're going to be talking about things that deal with um, uh, the United States, with what's going on in the United States, uh, different types of like crimes and what kind of things you need to do for your safety. Uh, we're going to talk about every a little bit of everything we can because uh, the sheriff is an elected official in Butler County. It's the only uh, elected law enforcement in the United States. Everybody else is appointed. Sheriffs throughout the United States are elected. They get hired and fired every four years. So they've been around. It's the first form of law enforcement uh, since the colonies. So it goes a ways back. We were the first law enforcement, even though others may not say that. today. Uh, we're going to have Sheriff Mark Danils, uh, and he's going to be on today. He's from Cochise County, Arizona. The, the county is 6,219 square miles. Um, uh, that's 13 times larger than where we are here in Butler County, Ohio. The reason that I've been on this issue for uh, many, many years is when I first started on this, I had an issue with an inmate in the jail. And the inmate in the jail uh, kept coming in, going out, coming in, going out, and he was an illegal. And I couldn't get ICE or anybody at that time to do any de- deportation. They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't make any arrest. Uh, there's been instances where we've had people in Butler County that uh, there's been car accidents. Uh, they've left the scenes. It was people that were here illegally. Uh, people have been killed. They've been run over. We had a, a rape victim, I think that was nine years old and illegal was here from Mexico, uh, molested this young girl and then uh, just had her walk home with no clothes on. Uh, the fentanyl, the drugs that are coming in uh, from Mexico to the United States, the people that are coming across uh, that they have some that are called gotaways. Those are the ones they don't catch. And I want you to see how it affects you when people when. These drugs are coming across the Mexican border. They disguise like fentanyl. With uh, they put it in baby aspirins. They they hide it every way they can. And how does that affect you? Well, we have so many people that die every year uh, in Butler County and in the United States. It would shock you. And some of these people that are dying are first-time drug users. First time, they can mix it in with marijuana. They can do all kinds of things. Sheriff Daniels is going to explain to you how bad it is and how it affects us all. This is gonna be very interesting, I promise. Uh, At this time, I'm gonna go ahead and introduce my good friend from Cochise County, Arizona, Sheriff Mark Daniels. Sheriff Daniels, Cochise County, Arizona, uh, give us a little bit about you. And I told him that you're on the National Sheriff's Committee. You're You're in charge of all the border security for the National Sheriffs, am I correct? You are correct. Tell us how bad it is. People here in Butler County, Ohio, want to know. They don't understand how it affects them. And I try to tell them with the fentanyl and everything that's coming across how it affects us, the illegals that are coming in, the God But you're the perfect first guest on this show. It's all yours, my friend.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Sheriff. And I always take these opportunities when we can share our experiences, our reality, what's going on here on the southwest border. This is my 38th year in law enforcement. Um, And I'll say this, and I've seen the ups and downs, the ugly, the good, and the bad about this border, and we're in a really ugly time on our southwest border. In fact, I would say this is the worst, and I'll describe that here in a minute. But, yeah, I go back three years ago, and I'd like to start there. Three years ago, uh, we managed around 400 uh, encounters. That's just off our camera system. We run our own camera system that's shared along the southwest border here in Arizona uh, into New Mexico. But... Uh, just in our camera system we ran a manageable four hundred a month uh, uh just right? in your county that yeah that's along the southwest board with the primary of that in my county so uh last year so 400 a month times twelve I mean you're looking about thirty six hundred a year last year we had forty three thousand plus on our camera system alone it, it's it's a huge challenge and I'll talk about that in last year 2021 Department of Homeland Security stats there was a 379 percent increase and that's under this administration uh and I'll hit on that in a minute 63 percent were other than Mexican so that represented 164 countries breaching our southwest border uh that's huge then you look, and only eight percent were unaccompanied minors, which is what you see on the news when it comes to the impact of children. Only eight percent, very small number. When it comes to the illegal drugs, over five hundred thousand pounds of illicit drugs, from fentanyl, meth, cocaine, heroin, and marijuana, were seized on the Southwest border in 2021. That's a nominal number, due to the fact is, Border Patrol has been shredded on their staffing. They've been taken to processing stations, uh, childcare, so we don't have the workforce of agents that we've seen, uh, even in my county. And then you look at the crimes in 2021, fiscal year 2021, 60 homicide suspects, 1,178 assault suspects, over 2,100 drug traffickers, 336 weapon violations and 488 sexual predators coming on the breach in our Southwest border that were apprehended, that were processed by sheriffs or local law enforcement. In Arizona in 2021, we had 162 migrant deaths. These are people that have been left behind by the cartels. For everybody viewing this sheriff, the cartels control the Southwest border on the Southwest border in Mexico everybody thinks well no the government does we've seen it firsthand the, the cartels control what comes across that border now isolate to my county uh since 2017 we have initiated a virtual system the camera system that i just hit on we went for almost 24 months in my county without a drug traffic air coming through my county or even on our camera system uh so we we were just so proud of that out of the 31 border counties we were the safest I said today, looking at this, uh, we deal with probably one of the most violent areas of the southwest border. Um, we have 900 to 1,000 smuggler drivers, these are US citizens primarily, drive from Maricopa, Phoenix, Arizona, which is two and a half to three hours to my county on the border to pick up the migrants, the illegal migrants that are being smuggled into our county. I don't see give ups in my county. These are the ones you see in Yuma, Arizona, Eagle Pass, Texas, Del Rio, Texas. These are people that are coming across the border that can't give up because they're aggravated deportees or from countries of interest or repetitive criminals. So they have to be smuggled in camouflage 100%, booty to headgear. That's what I see seven days a week, 24 hours a day in my county. Those 1,000 drivers that come here get $2,000 per legal to drive them from here, three hours to Phoenix. You can imagine what that's attracting when it comes to the criminal aspect of it. To give you an example, since July 1 of 2021 till May of this year, we've we've booked over 900 criminal, border-related criminals offenses in my jail. In your jail? In my jail. That's just the border. From January 1 till May was 410. These are criminal uh, uh, suspects that have a border-related crime. To show you what the impact, just in my rural county. My county is the 38th largest landmass county in the country with just under 6,300 square miles, and we have 83 miles of international border. So it's a real, real challenge.
0: How long does it take to get from one end of your county to the other, hour wise, driving?
1: Probably the fastest routes, two hours, three hours. Uh, two or three hours
0: from one end to the other. Okay. In our county, driving to, from one end to the other is probably. Twenty-five minutes, thirty minutes in our county, so yeah. that gives people an idea, uh, and uh, it's unbelievable. What's your population or your jail? We
1: run between two to three hundred in our between jail. Two to three hundred.
0: Okay, didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's when they see the magnitude of how large it is, and when you're talking, how many sectors are there? Sectors are, if you can give a brief definition, how many sectors and what the sec- what the meaning for sectors? That's for immigration, am I correct?
1: It is, it's the border patrol uh, sectors. We're, we're part of the Tucson sector. If you ever hear about that, we're in the, we're tucked away in the Southeast part of that uh, sector. Uh, it's all part of the Southeast part of the state, but we're tucked away the farthest uh, Eastern part of the Tucson sector, which includes Tucson, my county uh, and a couple counties around us. So, so it's a big area, there's no doubt about it. Are you the largest uh, sector? I'm not sure. I think Texas has some bigger sectors than us. Okay. But but we lead the nation when it comes to gotaways. Uh, In February, to give you an example, in February, gotaways are those that are seen by Border Patrol or us. We share our stats, make sure we're not duplicating them. Uh, They get away. In February, there's over 16,000 gotaways. And to give you an example, uh, on the whole southwest border, just February alone, there was over 53,000 gotaways. In that month, in so, your county, no, that's the whole southwest border. In the Tucson sector, which includes us, is over sixteen thousand. These are, the, and the, and these gotaways are the ones that are being smuggled by the cartels, totally camouflaged. These aren't the ones that are given up. Uh, since October uh, one of twenty twenty one, I think up till April, maybe May, it was like one point two, one point three encounters. So. Again, this border's not getting better. Uh, in our county, the crime, I just based on the bookings I'm talking about has been a huge impact. I think since january one, we've we've remanded sixteen juveniles. And these are ones that were smuggling that had an aggravated circumstance, which means they rammed the a patrol car. They ran from us. They didn't just pull over. They actually was an aggravated state crime that we charged them with. We don't charge them with immigration because we don't have that authority. So everything I'm talking about, the nine hundred plus bookings, the juvenile aspect of it is all state-related crimes that we're prosecuting through my county attorney's office and uh, the sheriff's office. My local partners here.
0: So it costs you millions of dollars just for your county government to pay for all this. I assume lots of money.
1: Just the booking cost alone this fiscal year, just my fiscal year, is one point five million. Just under one point five million. That were that's this is. And let me just say this to you, sheriff. And I, I said I'd come back on this. The reason we're having the problem is we don't have concrete message or the enforcement of the rule of law when it comes to border security or immigration. That's why you have the search. The welcome lights on here on the southwest border. We have a president. This is not to be political. It's not to be ill. It's to be real. We have a president. We have Secretary Mayorkas. We have a vice president. We have a Congress that has failed to send the right message. You look at when President Trump was the president, whether you like him or not, or whether you like President Biden or not. When President Trump was here, we did not have these historical numbers, these record numbers we haven't seen 20, 30 years ago. Some of the numbers are uh, record-setting. What we're seeing now is incredible. A surge that we consider a public safety threat, a national security threat, and a humanitarian threat. And let me give you a story on that, Sheriff. Besides the deaths we're seeing in this county, is we had a 32-year-old migrant coming across our, she came across the border, the physical barrier. The cartels were repelling her down her foot got caught on the 31 foot fence now she can go to other parts of the border; and just walked across but in this circumstances they brought her over the fence she got caught on the fence they led her there and she hung herself she laid there for over two or hung there for two or three hours ended up dying my detectors my general crime units we investigate all those and uh, and she died from strangulation the point is this When President Biden, the first day he took office, he declared the southwest border a non-emergency. When he did that, he stopped all technology, subterranean technology, physical barrier construction, road infrastructure, lighting. All that was stopped in his track, and it sits left like it was ghost town right now. All that technology was sensors on the fence. So if a human being is up on the fence in the control center at the Border Patrol office here, they would have known they had a human on the fence. Since that was stopped and those sensors were shut off and not completed, she hung there and died. Now, this was a mom with, I think, two, two or three children that still were in Mexico. Even though it was a legal act to come across the border, she suffered at the hands of a policy that's not working. So, and that we have to address now on our side. So, again, it's a huge impact to my office when it comes to the detention side of it, when it comes to the investigative side of it. Right now, we're running a program called Safe Street Operations, where sheriff's office, local police departments, our troopers, and border patrol go out, and we go after the smuggler drivers through covert operations, overt operations, you name it, we go after them. And if you go to, and I encourage people to go to the Cochise County Sheriff's Office Facebook page. Every day, we put snapshots of smugglers that we've arrested. Uh, The amount of people we're, we're making a difference, but we're we're being outpaced because the cartels have more will, more coordination, and more money to do the illicit acts.
0: Let me ask you, you mentioned the Mexican government. Their government doesn't do anything to slow this down or stop it, correct?
1: No, no. And and we've seen the violence across the line. My county, like I said, we can look right into Mexico. We have two communities just south. One's about 80 to 100,000. The other one's about 10,000. We, and we About four years ago, three and a half years ago, we had a huge internal rift with the cartels where they were shooting each other, driving down the streets. The local police departments leave the town. They just leave it. A couple of days later, because a lot of the walking wounded were coming into my county, um, it was a really bad deal for two or three days. About 11 o'clock that night, I was down at the border, and uh, we had our tactical team staged on the border to protect my county from the cartels. But about three days later, here comes the local police department back in the county, turned all their lights on, drove around town, and I told my team at that point, it's over. It's over. The locals are back. Not that they came back to fix the problem, but they were allowed to come back in the town by the cartels. The cartels drive around those communities in the back of pick- pickups with long rifles shooting people. And there's nobody stopping them. Who's in charge? It's the cartels.
0: It's the cartel. The tunnels. Do you get many tunnels into your community? Uh, you see them on TV. People see it here. Do you get a lot of the tunnels coming in still?
1: We we don't, Sheriff, uh, mainly because we don't need the tunnels anymore because they can walk right across. And I'm they just can walk right across. They walk right across. Why go underground? The reason you have tunnels and the reason you have drones or airdrops, we call them, is because you can't come across the border without getting caught. Right now, you can come across the border so. I mean, tunnels. we've had the tunnels, one of the longest tunnels on the southwest borders in my county. Now I'm saying I'm proud of that, but it's real, but we're not seeing them right now because they just come across. And what we used to see was it was identifiable that, Hey, there's drugs. They're carrying drugs. Now they're in the hard drugs. your are all in the back of backpacks. So it's hard to tell. And they're all dressed like military, all have black water bottles and they march as they come across the border as the cartel smuggle them across. We see it on our cameras every day, both in my county and beyond. My point on that is uh, it's so well organized by the cartels. It's a business that's truly profiting on the backs and it's not a good back on the backs of America and we have to stand United. That's why I appreciate you sheriff by doing this podcast by other sheriffs that are totally engaged. Uh, I, I really question sheriffs and police chiefs and elected officials, local, state, and federal that are turning their head on this because every. Community is being impacted. I'm on the front line. Yes. But the drugs we're seeing coming through my county are going to communities like yours and throughout the United States. And if you haven't seen the recent stats, up to 300 people a day are dying of drug overdoses in this country. Let me just add why I say that's important. 90% of all the illicit drugs in this country come through the southwest border. Fentanyl, the cursors are brought in from China. They're cooked up, made along with the the drugs, packaged up and smuggled through the southwest border into the United States. Beyond my county, uh, through communities like yours and others, and so, they're killing families.
0: So this uh, this summer, I suppose it's going to get worse because the the president tried to do away with that. Uh, uh, what bill was it that uh, President? What was it?
1: Title forty two.
0: So they put a delay on that. Is that what they've done?
1: Well, this is this is where the hypocrisy and the frustration begins with us on the border, Sheriff. Is the fact that. Title 42 is a, a health pandemic. It was put in place by CDC under the president uh, under President Trump's administration to to protect America from the health pandemic from those coming to the country. Well, as you've seen over the last few months, the uh, CDC wants masks back on public transportation, i.e., airplanes, and there's and the administration is supporting that, but they haven't got it back in yet. There's a lot of debate on that. But when it comes to health pandemics on the border, when we went through all this. We lost a lot of agents on that because the, the people coming across the border are come from countries where there is no prevention medicine, like uh, for immunization and things like that. So we're exposed big time down here. And we've seen it. We've lived it. Well, they want to get rid of Title 42 on the border, too. So they want to get rid of on the southwest border, which pretty much opens this border up completely. And we know that. They estimate another 18,000 a day will be coming across the border, the whole Southwest border, but they want to keep it on planes. Hypocrisy or political ideology is at its worst. And I call that either we're going to be standard in this country or we're not, but a lot of the sheriffs will tell you this too. And a lot of the police chiefs and mayors and border governors will tell you this. Dr. Fauci did, did a lot of talking during the CDC, rightfully so, but can you recall a conversation where he spoke about the border? Where he talked about the public safety and the the um, what we're being confronted with when it comes to COVID, the pandemic on the border. I can't find that conversation. At not least one time. time. And what an insult for us that that are down here trying to protect not just our communities, which I'm sworn to do, but also the country since we're on the gate of it. Oh, we and I mean, you get through us, you get through my county, you're pretty much here to stay, and that's yep. why. Such the risk. I'll share this with you too, Sheriff. In the first four months from uh, October 1 till January, assaults on law enforcement, specifically border agents, was up 29%. I've had two migrants shot and killed by agents in this county. And I'm not saying that unlawfully because they were attacked. There's one in an investigation right now. My agency did one about four months ago where the migrants attacked him. We had another agent attacked where they assaulted him. A shot was fired. They took a knife. They tried to cut his throat. We did that investigation. My point to you is, I've had my two. I've had a deputy drug by a smuggler. I've had a service, to, or police officer, local police officers, drug by a smuggler. I've had 22 uh, illegals surround one of my deputies. The brazen uh, attitude and the violence we're seeing on the border is something that some we've never seen here because they feel emboldened both through the cartels that tell them to run, tell them to fight. That's why we're seeing all the pursuits that we see all the time down here, um, all the way up to the assaults. Uh, it's, it's a sad situation, but it's frustrating for me after 38 years working my border to see an administration that would not engage. National sheriffs have sent letters to this president. We have sat down with Mayorcas. We've engaged action plans with them to no avail. President Biden's never responded once to us. Vice President Harris has never even come seeing us. I don't know if she's even uh, come and spoke to a sheriff on the border. I don't know of one. And last but not least, is Secretary Secretary Orcas has met with us, but we've had no active result. It's all been uh, talk. And how are I- your ranchers?
0: How are your ranchers holding up? And the people that uh, that have ranches on the border and the people in your community, uh, give us just a brief idea of what's going on there.
1: That's a good question, Sheriff. And I'll say this, my ranchers are fed up. They're frustrated. One of my ranchers, prominent ranchers right on the border. They had a pursuit their day. They rammed his gate right through his gate. I mean, you name it. I mean, they are the true victims of this cause this is their quality of life. I mean, you got uh illegal coming through their property smuggled every day. And it's like, it's not a good situation. They live off the land. They provide product beef uh agriculture goods for this country and they and you talk to the sheriff you and sheriff wilmot he'll tell you the same thing and but nobody's addressing it i mean our border patrol agents and this i say this our border patrol agents that i work so closely with and i applaud them all along the southwest border i will say this they are so frustrated i said if this administration we took a survey and they're the expert of border security i'm you and i are experts of community together we're the recipe of success in this country But if they did a blind survey to all the Border Patrol agents, and I say blind, so they wouldn't be afraid uh, of the repercussions, and truly said what was going on this border, truly see, is it working or is it not working? It would be a lambast on this administration, because not one Border Patrol agent has walked up to me over the last 16, 18 months and said, Sheriff, it's working. In fact, just the opposite. So my hat goes off to them for what they're doing with right now.
0: That's all the questions I got for you. I appreciate you coming on and talking to us because this is people need to hear this and it's going to be a long summer for us, isn't it?
1: It's going to be a long summer. It could be a long <laughs> time until, until Congress, and I, I'll challenge this up to you, Sheriff, with your viewers. Congress needs to act. And, and if you look at what the plans are on the border right now, it's how better and how efficient can we receive the ones illegally coming in our country? It's not about stopping them. That message is not on the table. The rule of law has been fractured, and last not least, nobody's talking about public uh, border security under public safety or national security. Uh, It's very limited on our major news networks, and I want to applaud all the sheriffs on your podcast that's listening, yourself, sheriff, and others that are standing up for the voice of our federal government's absent. And uh, and maybe something's got to change. Something's got to change. And I've said this, and I'll say it again: is we can never give up hope either, though. We've got to stand united as sheriff, united as police chiefs, and do the right thing for our communities, and this will turn around.
0: Hey, appreciate your time. Go back to work. And uh, what's the temperature there right now?
1: It's in the 90s. It's hot here. It's, really hey, it's
0: hot. in the 90s here. I've been there when it's like 120. And, but it's dry heat, they say.
1: That's true. But, but 120 is 120. I, That's I, the I, way
0: I see it. Hey.
1: I grew up in the Midwest, but you guys got that humidity, but you got something we don't have called water. So I. (laughs) I (laughs) Hey,
0: have a good day, Sheriff. I appreciate you coming on. Well, you just got to hear Sheriff Daniels from Cochise County and Arizona talking about the border. And you've heard me discuss it, uh, most interesting thing you could find is you need to hear it straight from the person that's doing it every single day and how it affects all of us, how it affects us here and how to, what's going on there. Don't always believe what you see on TV or what you read on your phone. This is actually what's going on in the border. It's not pleasant. It's not good. It affects each and every one of us. So uh, I'm glad that you came and heard. And you've seen how dire the situation is. You've seen about the killings, the death, the people that are coming in, the Godaways, and how the the people on the border are so frustrated. And we have no help. Our government's not helping us. And it's not a Republican or a Democrat thing. It's just a government thing. And they want the border open. They're not doing anything to stop anybody from coming in. They're just trying to get them all in as quickly as they can. So, uh, and China is supplying. The, the the parts to make these drugs to come into the United States. So I'm glad you were here. This is our first podcast, and it's going to be directly to you. No filters, no divided by the media. This is directly from where the people that are dealing with it, like uh, the coroners, like the police chiefs, the fire chiefs, uh, people that doctors, nurses, victims. Hey, welcome to our first podcast and we'll have many more. See you next time.